welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to this week's episode. So glad you keep coming back for more. I'm podcasting more and you're listening more. It's awesome how it just kind of goes hand in hand, right? (laughs) Um, I'm really proud of myself because I'm podcasting early this week. You're still going to get this episode on Sunday, but I'm recording it on Wednesday. Um, This coming weekend, my son and my niece are coming into town. And we are going to drive across the state of Florida to see my parents who are staying for a few weeks over on the Gulf side of the state. So I am beside myself with excitement that in just two days, two sleeps, um, I'm going to see my dear, sweet Stephen, whom I have not seen since May uh, of last year. So he will be here. My niece, who I don't think I've seen her since May either. I think I saw them both together um, the last time I saw them uh, was here in May. And... um, so I'm super excited. My niece got married um, this past fall um, on the DL. She eloped. and uh, But there's a, there's a wedding being planned in Minnesota in April. So it's going to be really fun to see her and talk wedding plans with the family and all of that. So really excited. So because of that, I won't be podcasting on the weekend. But I have a rule that I have to ship an episode every week. And it's super I'm, I'm loving podcasting again, so I had to do a little time management, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, so nothing much new has happened in my life for the little update you on my life section of the podcast. I do want to circle back a little bit. Last week's episode, I ended the episode talking about how to talk to people in your life about their weight, and my, my answer is it's none of your business. And while I stand by that, I don't think that you have the right or you should be going up to people in your life and saying, hey, you know what, you should really be healthier. You should really lose weight. You should whatever. Um, I I do want to clarify that sometimes, um, if you have a a relationship with someone where you can have that conversation or if they talk to you about it, then of course, by all means, it's something that can be a healthy conversation. Um, but what's, what's really important is that there's, there's no telling, there's no, you should, or I think you should, or I do this. Um, conversations like that should always just include questions like, yeah, well, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what, what do you want to change? You know, what frustrates you? You know, what can, what can we do together? You know, how can I, I want to, I want in, you know, how can I support you? How can I have, you know, you want to go for some walks together? Do you want to do some meal preps together? You know, is there, are there any resources that you're looking for? I might know of something. So always come at it with, uh, with a question. Um, let, let that person that is opening up to you lead the conversation. Because again, like I said in last week's episode, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of, of, um, there can be a lot of feelings of defeat when you're battling a weight issue or a fitness issue or something like that. So the safest way to come at it is to offer a pillow and just simply offer different ways that that pillow can be adjusted to support whatever they need. Um, really and truly. So I would say, um, if someone needs a pillow, don't give them a prescription (laughs) and vice versa. So, um, that's a little housekeeping. Otherwise, um, it's Wednesday on Wednesdays. We wear pink 
at least I do. And this morning I uh, went down to boot camp at 21st Street. So we have two locations now, the OG location right here where I live. And then we started a second location down on South Beach. And it's been tough to get momentum there because we had to close camp because of COVID. Um, we had the holidays um, and it's a new location. And so today went down there and nobody came to class. And so while normally that would be a big bummer, I was excited a little bit to have some extra time because I had a new shipment of honey buns come in and I talk about it here. I've been talking about it a lot everywhere, Instagram and on my podcast and lots of places, but I'm really, really loving bringing treats and spoiling and loving on the homeless population down um, at the beach. Well, and here at the beach too. And so they really like honey buns and I ordered a whole bunch and they came in. And yesterday I walked around in my neighborhood and handed some out to some people that were hanging out by the beach, um, which is really fun. I met this one guy. I couldn't really tell if he was just having a sit down on a bench with his backpack or if he maybe that was where he kind of lived. I couldn't tell. But what I've learned is it doesn't really matter when you have a bag of honey buns. <laughs> so I walked up to him. I said, hi, uh, would you like a honey bun? And he adjusted his glasses and looked me up and down. And he was like, you're an angel. I was like, I am a honey bun angel. Yes, I am. And we, he laughed. We laughed. And um, I gave him a honey bun. And he said, you know, we alcoholics love us some sugar. And I said, well, you know, we non-alcoholics also love us some sugar. And, um, and he laughed at that too. So I got to have a nice long conversation with Matias was his name. And um, he indeed lives uh, not on that bench, but one down a little further. And he was hilarious and funny. And he was completely and totally wasted at three in the afternoon. Um, but we had a, a rip roaring good time for three or four minutes of funny conversation and he got a honey bun and I got to laugh and engage with him, which this is, it's become one of my favorite things to do is to just walk up to these people and talk to them and give them something sweet. I also give out protein bars because I feel bad that I'm giving them such garbage food. Um, so I sell built bars. I advertise them here. Um, use my code destination begin for 15% off. Um, but they have built bites. So they're little half bars and they're not going to be selling them anymore. And so right now you can get a box of them. That's 10 bucks. And I think you get 40 of them. And so, and then I get a discount because I'm one of their salespeople. So it ends up being a really inexpensive little tasty treat, but also with some protein. So I stocked up on them. I got so many. And so now I can say, here's a honey bun and here's a protein bar. And I make sure I tell them that they're delicious protein bars. So um, if you um, are interested in handing out some food around your neighborhood or to people that, you know, might need a treat, I suggest Built Bites. They're going to not last long. So if you do um, go to builtbar.com and use my code destination begin, you get a discount and then the, the bites are on sale. I think they're $9.95 a box. So, and even full size bars. I've been giving out full size bars a lot too. So anyway, sidebar. So yesterday I gave out honey buns and then um, today I brought them down there as well. And I had two interactions today that were just absolutely beautiful. There's one woman I see her a lot. She's um, she's beautiful. She's tall. She always wears this um, red velvet skirt, and it's really long. And I'm not sure how she keeps it looking so nice because she's always in it, but it's beautiful. And today she had a cardboard sign, and she had some things written on it, and I couldn't really tell what it said, but she was, you know, kind of 
yelling, like picketing kind of all by herself. Um, and it just, it just hurt, it hurt my heart. She was saying something like, you know, they hurt me. Um, and so I just said to her, I said, I'm so sorry for what you've been through. And she said, I have your plugs in. I cannot hear you. And so I just blew her a kiss and her eyes lit up and she smiled. She said, you can understand me. I said, I understand your heart. And I just smiled at her and she smiled at me. And it was this beautiful moment of connection. And I honestly do not know what she was talking about. I have no idea what was on the sign, but it didn't matter. She just needed to be heard. And she just wanted someone to, she just needed to be heard. And I could hear her and acknowledge her. And it cost me nothing. I didn't have to sign up for anything. I didn't have to agree with anything. All I had to do was stop and listen. It took me 10 seconds of my life. And the gift of seeing her eyes light up, I can't even tell you what it meant to me. It was the greatest gift of my day until, (laughs) I shouldn't say until, that was one of two great gifts of my day. Because after that, I met um, Brad. Brad is on a seven-day road trip in his car from Herkimer, New York, down to Key West. And uh, he uses his metal detector on the beach to look for treasure. He's been staying in his car. And so he was very excited that I had a honey bun for him because he had boxes of, like, oranges and apples and healthy food, and I had a honey bun. And he traded me um, a Herkimer diamond for a honey bun. So he goes um, in Herkimer, New York. He chips off these beautiful clear glass quartz um, rocks off of these jagged rocks that hang out over the water in some place. I don't really know. I didn't understand all of exactly where it is. But once in a while, he finds these big, beautiful pieces of basically their glass. And he gave me one, and it's so beautiful. It looks like a diamond. He called it a Herkimer diamond, and I said, mm, it's the prettiest diamond I've ever been given. It's definitely the largest, and I definitely um, got a good deal trading honey bun for a Herkimer diamond. So today I got a Herkimer diamond and a beautiful smile from a beautiful heart, and all I did was hand out some honey buns that cost me $2.50. So I'm winning all the things. So that was my morning. Um, And I'm not telling you all of this to like toot my horn, like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm telling you this because I want everyone to take a little time in their life to love on someone, something, somehow. I can't change the world alone. You can't change the world alone. And you may not care at all about people who live at the beach or are homeless. And um, you might care about something else that I don't have access to. So I encourage you, whatever that is, to invest something in it and do something. If that's, you know, walking dogs, if that's working at the Humane Society, if it's doing a fundraiser, if it's, you know, creating a a meal program, maybe it's serving food, um, taking care of kids, I don't know, I can't, buy a goat in another country to feed a village. I also do that. (laughs) Heifer International, by the way, they're awesome. Um, Just whatever it is that you're passionate about, put something there because it feeds your soul. It reminds you that you are a human being amongst billions and trillions of human beings that have lived, live now, and will live. And it's all on us to put our soul out there, to extend our heart out there. That's where life begins. That's where life is felt. That is the only real thing that has ever been and ever will be. Is that power, that force that comes from your heart when you give it in whatever capacity it is. 
a penny, a hug, a smile, blowing a kiss, a honey bun, a Herkimer diamond, a million dollars, whatever it is, it's the only thing that's real. That's it. Nothing else is real. Everything else is temporable. It can temporal. It can burn. It can be flooded. It can be disappeared in an instant with an earthquake or a natural disaster. Your life can be snuffed out. But what will always have power is what's inside of you and what you do with it while you're alive. So that's why I use the power of a honey bun and I got so much more in return. So there's your honey bun lesson. <laughs> My favorite protein bar, Built Bars. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I eat them a lot. They're amazing. They're the size of a Snicker bar and they have 150 calories, which is half the calories of a Snicker bar. They on average have five to nine grams of sugar, which is a quarter to a third of the sugar in a Snicker bar. And they have protein, which is a lot more than what you'll find in a Snicker bar. On average, they have 17 grams of protein, 150 calories. They're made with real chocolate. If you go to builtbar.com and use my code destination begin, you're going to save money on trying Built Bar. They have a mixed box and they also, you can buy half a box. You can get Cherry Garcia. You can get Blueberry Muffin, the double chocolate brownie chunk. They have a new Caramel Almond Delight, delicious. And they also have Built Puffs, which are protein marshmallow covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Check them out. If you haven't had them, you are missing out. They're a really great way to add some protein into your life in a way that tastes yummy. And they're small enough that they're not a meal replacement like a lot of protein bars. They also don't wreck your guts and they don't suck all the moisture out of your mouth. So builtbar.com, give them a try. Use my code destination begin, save some money and fall in love with some really yummy chocolate protein bars in your life. I'm going to talk today about the three week uh, shiz hits the fan. <laughs> so it's January. It's uh, been about three weeks, three to four weeks into the new year. And uh, a lot of times when we start new habits, we try to set goals and start working at them. It's about three weeks when things really set in. Things uh, can fall apart. It's typically when people quit. So, um, you know, if you decided, hey, I'm going to lose weight and you start a new diet or, hey, I'm going to get into a workout routine and you start exercising at the beginning of the year. Or maybe you're going to start being more disciplined with going to bed earlier, cooking at home. You're not going to snack so much. You're going to give up alcohol for the month, whatever it is. This is about the time when we uh, experience the um, ah, screw it mentality. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, this topic. I, I covered this in my group program this week, and it was a really powerful conversation amongst those of um, us in the group. So I'm going to be talking um, basically exactly what I presented in this group and also share some of the feedback that came back from just the real life experiences going on in our group. I'm not going to name any names, um, but it's it's really real. It's one of the most common things especially in America, is setting New Year's resolutions. About 67% of Americans set a resolution and less than 25% of them end up seeing it through. 
And so it's common to set the goal and then fall off. So why does this happen? And if you are determined that this is not you, just want to remind you that it's not too late. Just because you're feeling some kind of way doesn't mean that you have to do anything about it. And it doesn't mean that everything is lost. So what the typical reasons um, for this, this all of a sudden, oh, screw it thing. Um, some of the typical reasons are, you know, you get tired. So if you, if you just changed your diet um, and you're, maybe you're eating in a calorie deficit um, three or four weeks in, that's going to catch up with you, with your energy level. Same thing if you've switched the kind of fuel you're eating. So if you decided to go keto this year, for example, your body most likely has had to adjust from burning carbohydrates as fuel to burning fat and protein as fuel. And that is a shift. I mean, think about your, you know, if you're changing the fuel in your vehicle, the type of fuel, I mean, I don't even know if they do that, but that's doesn't maybe not a good analogy, but um, basically changing the kind of food you're putting in your body, your body has to learn how to metabolize all of those things and every, it just affects your whole body. And you know, you might feel really good in the beginning, but it catches up with you with your energy levels most likely. So it's very common to be tired after a few weeks. Also, if you've added exercise in, and maybe you're all of a sudden working out more than you were. Maybe you've never worked out before and you started a workout routine and you're doing great. And now it's week three or four and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I cannot possibly get up early and do this even one more time. Um, so you combine the two, a lack of energy because of your, you know, you're in a calorie deficit or your food has changed, plus you're adding workouts. So if you've tackled those two things at one time, it's no wonder people quit this time because you're likely exhausted. And you add to that, uh, it's been three weeks. I'm no longer excited about this. It's actually really hard. All the posts on Facebook from my friends who are on day three and day four and day five, and yeah, me too, those have waned because they've all quit. I can't even remember why I decided to do this in the first place. All that motivation is gone or it's out of our eyesight. And so all we're left with is the reality of having to do these things for the rest of our life because it's supposed to be a lifestyle and oh my gosh, I can't eat another salad. I hate this. I'd rather be fat and out of shape than this miserable. Very common sentiment around week three. Um, and then if you've decided to go off of sweets or treats or alcohol or salty food, it's, it's really easy the first few days or the first couple weeks to say, oh, you know, whatever, I'm not having them, especially if you've given up sugar. The easiest day to give up sugar is day one because you still have sugar in your body. <laughs> but once it's all gone and you no longer have that, you know, that sugar flowing in your blood, it either settles in and you get used to it or you say that, oh, screw it. I miss, I miss dessert. I miss my treats. I can't do this anymore. Um, and then a lot of times it really comes down to, wow, it's a lot of work. You know, I can't just walk out the door and find food along the way. If I want to hit my goals with my nutrition, I have to plan ahead every week. I have to shop every week. I have to think about this every day. Whoa, it's a lot. And guess what? It is a lot. And it can be really overwhelming. And that's a valid feeling. It's a valid feeling. And then if you've, you know, said, okay, I'm going to go keto. I'm excited. I get eggs and bacon in the morning. For lunch, I'm having steak. 
for dinner, I'm going to have burger and bacon and an egg on it. This is awesome. And so you start eating all of this fat and all of this meat and it's fun. Well, after three weeks, you might be like, I literally cannot eat another egg or a piece of bacon. I'm so sick. I'm already in a rut. Or like I said before, I cannot eat another salad. I hate fat-free salad dressing. I hate using olive oil and vinegar on everything. Um, I want a piece of bread. I want a bowl of pasta. I want some Cheetos and I want ice cream. (laughs) So very, very common. And you may have a challenge that I didn't list here, but um, if you're feeling this way, most likely you've got a good reason for it. So the way that we can reset is to really go back to our goals, the goals that we set out this year with. What are our goals? And look at what we've done. List your successes. What have you accomplished in three weeks? Well, how many times did you get to the gym versus how many times you were going in December? Write that down. I went to the gym 20 times. That's 15 more times than I went in December or I would have gone had I not had a goal. So this is awesome. I went to the gym 20 times or I got up and worked out 20 times. Whatever it is, write it down. Um, Has your body changed? Have you lost some weight? Write it down. Has your body composition changed? Are you feeling better in your energy? Write down every good thing that has come from all the work that you've already done. As far as habits go, have you been getting up earlier? Have you been going to bed earlier? Have you been food prepping? Whatever those habits are you're trying to build, write down every single one of them that's starting to take root and really give yourself credit to say, all right, this is now getting really hard, but look what I've accomplished. And then you can say, all right, what am I willing to keep doing? Because I feel like quitting. And I want different results, so I need to do something different. I can't go back to how I used to, used to be. But I've been doing all of these things, and I've been getting all of these results. But it's not worth it to me, maybe. Maybe you think it's not worth it to do all the work you've been doing for the results you've got. Take a look at it and say, okay, what am I willing to keep working at? What's working, and what am I going to say this is too much? And be really honest. If it's too much to work out five days a week, say, okay, five days a week is too hard. I hate it and it's exhausting. I'm going to go to three three times a week. I'm going to go to three times a week. And then, you know, maybe prepping your food on Sunday for the whole week or bringing your lunch every single day is too much. You say, okay, this has been a little bit too much. I think four days a week is more doable. Um, I'm going to shoot for that. So don't cut yourself an unnecessary break. Instead of quitting, look at everything you've tackled and what you've accomplished and decide again, what are my goals and what am I willing to do to get there? And then it's important to identify where you're falling down. So if you've made some rules for your behaviors, like I'm not going to eat after eight o'clock at night, or I'm not going to snack on the couch, or I'm only ever going to eat off of this one size plate. Where are you slipping on those? Are you slipping on them? Are you finding that your bedtime snack is snack is getting a little later and later and later? Are you moving the line? Because if you move the line, the line doesn't mean anything. So you need to set a line that you actually will follow. So if eight o'clock is just not happening, you need to say, is this something that I really am willing to do forever? Because if it's not, I need to change it to be something I am willing to do so that I will do it. There is zero point zero percent progress made 
when you set rules that you don't follow, the only thing that happens is you feel bad about yourself. You feel bad about your effort because you're promising yourself something and then lying to yourself and failing. It's better to not promise than to promise and not do it. So take a look at all of those things. Where do you need to adjust your rules? Do you need clearer rules? Are you already slipping and you say, okay, I actually need to lock this down. I can't eat on the couch at all even if it's healthy food or even if it's just one thing. When I sit on the couch to watch TV, it's a it's a food fest. I can't eat on the couch at all. You may find that, but be very honest because this is just a few weeks into changes that is going to be a lifestyle, ideally, something that's permanently changed, something that you can say, yeah, I was this way, and then in 2022, I got my act together and I addressed this one thing that had been just like hanging over my head and I fixed it. And this is when I did it. That's what you want your story to be. So identify those tripping points and shore up those rules, make those boundaries clear and make them doable. And then also be really honest about identifying the foods and the settings of foods that you miss. What have you missed out on? Have you missed out on some social events? Are you willing to keep doing that? You might say, you know what? I'm not willing to skip happy hour with the girls. This is, I can't do that forever. Okay, so if that's important to you, we gotta find a way to keep that in your life, but also reach your goals. So maybe you say, all right, not doing happy hour is something that makes me sad. So I'm gonna do it once a month and I'm gonna have two drinks or I'm gonna choose the place so that I can control what I eat or what I drink. But I wanna be able to do that or... Maybe it's, you know, just dinner with your family. Maybe it's eating out. Maybe it's trying new restaurants. Think about those things that you really miss that you're dying to get back to doing and say, all right, this needs to be a part of my life. And then decide how much and when it's going to be in your life. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to say, you know, I really wish I could have ice cream in bed. I miss that. (laughs) Maybe you should have ice cream in bed once a week. You know, life Life is meant to have some color and some fun with food. And you can reach your goals and still have those things that really just bring you joy when it comes to food. We can't have everything that we want all of the time, but we should be able to have anything that we want sometimes. So you can be very honest about these things. And then also be really honest and clear about your energy levels. This one can be difficult, especially if we're feeling pouty. But to really say, okay, am I exhausted or am I just a little tired because I'm doing more? Because if you're exhausted and you don't have energy, maybe you do need more food. Maybe your diet is not meeting all of your caloric and metabolic needs. So um, you may need to talk to a nutritionist, talk to a dietitian about this, but be really honest. If you're exhausted and you just cannot imagine doing another workout or eating another salad, it could be that you're not getting the right nutrition and it could be you're not eating enough, especially if you're cutting your calories and adding in fitness. You could be severely overtraining for the amount of food you're eating. So it's important to look at that too, especially after a couple of weeks, your body has adjusted. If you've dropped a lot of weight really fast, then it's important that you give your body nutrition so that it doesn't freak out on you. Um, your, your metabolism is like a bonfire. If you stop putting wood on that bonfire, the, the ferociousness and the heat from that fire is going to diminish. You got to keep some fuel on that fire to keep it burning hot. And that's how your body is. So when you have changed your diet and your exercise at the same time, it's important to be really careful that you keep your fire burning hot. Also acknowledge 
any kind of sabotaging behaviors and the lies that you use to justify them. Like, you know, okay, day one, I hit my targets perfectly if you're counting calories or macros. Day two, mm, I was only over 25. Day three, uh, well, I was really good yesterday and the day before, so I can have a couple bites of that. Or I worked out really hard, I need more food. And we start to use truth as a justification for a lie. <laughs> I'm working too hard. Um, I need moderation. This is too hard. It's too much. Um, and we start to slip and we start to add things back. Or we have like a real bad binge day and say, oh, I'm going to start over on Monday. And we start hyper-restricting and then overindulging. So to acknowledge right away, it's been a few weeks into the new year, am I starting these sabotaging behaviors? Mine tends to be I've hit my calorie goal for the day, my macro goal for the day, and I just want something else. And I'll be like, all right, I'll just have, you know, this snack and I'll have like Greek yogurt. It's like 70 calories. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I'm also going to have a beef stick because I'm hungry and you know, that's protein. Well, now I've had, you know, 200 calories over my goal. And if I do that consistently, it's going to significantly slow down my weight loss or my, or it's going to increase my weight. 200 calories a day times seven days, that's 1,400 calories. That's two pounds in a month. So those are the little sabotaging behaviors that I slip into. And it's not okay if I want to reach my goals. So be real honest. It's important to kind of do these things when you're fed you're well-rested and you're warm. So you can be very honest. Sit in your chair of power and look at this not from lizard brain, but from you, your soul. What do you want? Why? And what are you willing to get there? That mentality is what you use to ask yourself these questions. And then reset and recommit. Say, am I willing? Am I willing to keep working at this? Do I want a different result? And connect with your why. So, identifying where you're falling down is super important and putting roadblocks there is going to help you continue into the month of February with that tripping point basically segregated completely where you can't fall in it. That's really what the the whole point of a roadblock is. And that usually is a a firm rule to say, you know, I'm still grabbing drive-through when I'm out and about, when I'm busy, I stop at the drive-thru and um, I can eat 600 calories. Then I get home, I've got 200 calories left for dinner and then I overeat. So what do I need to do? Maybe my rule should be, I don't stop at a drive-thru, period. That's an example of a hard and fast rules. I don't eat in drive-thrus, period. Or I don't snack, I don't eat between meals, things like that. Those are some of the really important key roadblocks that we can put up. So instead of saying what we can and can't eat because food is not bad or good, um, we can actually modify our behaviors and have firm rules around how we behave with food that keeps us from mistreating food and having a bad relationship with ourselves because we've decided to have a bad relationship with food. So connect with your why by stating your goals and asking yourself why. I suggest asking yourself why five times. So, okay, I want to lose weight. Why? Well, um, I want to be healthier, which by the way, I call BS on that a lot. Okay. Yes. We all want to be healthier, but let's just be real. I want to look good. (laughs) Why? Well, because I know how good it feels to walk around in a body that looks good. I like to feel good in my skin. Why? Well, I have more confidence. Why? Well, because I know that I did what I said I was going to do. Oh, okay, so you want to lose weight 
because you want to develop trust with yourself, have a good relationship with yourself, have confidence. And so when those are your whys and you've connected with those, when you're staring at a bowl of ice cream on a Tuesday, when you aren't having ice cream on a weekday, it's a little easier to say, you know what? I want to have confidence. I want to trust myself. I can have this ice cream on Saturday. I said I could. I'm not having it right now. That would be an example of you honoring yourself, trusting yourself, connecting with your why, and sticking to your food rule that gets you to your goal. Um, Also, I really encourage you to have rules like that around sweets so that ice cream or cookies or those things are not out of your life. You just know when you have them, period. So if ice cream appears on a Tuesday, that's not your ice cream. Your ice cream is in an ice cream shop with your family on a weekend. That's your ice cream. It's a really good rule if you love ice cream. Ice cream never comes into my house. If I want ice cream, I have it out and I have it with other people and only on a weekend. Now you can enjoy whatever ice cream you want in that setting, but you never find yourself face first with just the light of the freezer in the middle of the night while you shovel butterbrickle down your gullet. (laughs) I say all this because I've done all this. So asking those why questions five times. Okay, I want to lose weight. And what's another goal? Well, I want to actually um, start that little side gig that I've been talking about. Oh, why? Well, because I want to make a little extra money. Why? Because I want to be able to pay off a bill. Why? Well, because then I can use my money for things I want to do. Why? Well, so I can go on more vacations. Oh, so... What do you need to do to be able to start that little side gig? Do you need to segregate some time? I work on my business plan or that project 15 minutes a day. For me, I make a balloon animal most days. That's how I'm working on honing my balloon animal skills because I really do want to be able to go to a party or go to the park and be able to make anything any kid could ever ask for. And the only way that's going to happen is if I practice. And the only way that's going to happen is if I make time for it. And the only way I make time for it is if I have a little reminder to make a balloon animal and keep my balloon pump and my balloons where I can see them. This is how I've set myself up. So these are the things that we can do to reconnect to our goals by asking those why questions and then setting up, setting ourselves up for success. So it's only the end of January. The year has just begun. If you have found yourself sliding and feeling completely and totally um, defeated and like this is too hard and you just want to revert back to how it used to be and forget all the goals that you're trying to chase, you can address and reset and recommit and just start over. Start anew, start fresh. Rewrite your goals, rewrite your why, remind yourself who you are, write some good rules and uh, and stick with it. And I encourage you to do this process once a month to really sit down and say, all right, what is my challenge? How am I feeling? Why do I wanna quit? What's working? What's not? What am I willing to keep doing? And uh, And go from there. So I hope that you found some encouragement here. I hope that you don't quit on yourself or on your goals. It's always better to shuffle our feet and reposition ourselves than to jump into the ditch and sit in the mud. (laughs) So I don't encourage that at all. Don't jump into the ditch and sit in the mud. You know what it feels like to be covered with mud in the ditch. You don't know what it feels like to stand at the top of the mountain. So let's get there, shall we? (laughs) All right, that's all I have for you today. If you have questions or you have topic suggestions for this podcast, please send them to me because I love hearing from you. 
I'd also love to hear what your challenges have been and how you're going to recommit to your goals for the new year. I always like to hear um, exactly what you learn from these podcasts. I love it when I hear, hey, I really loved when you talked about um, Dr. Pepper Lip Smacker. I also wore that. <laughs> I got that comment this past week, which made me laugh because sometimes, you know, we think that we're the only people experiencing something or we're the only people with a story. And to find out that someone else can relate, it's validating. It's very validating for me sitting here talking to all of you, having no idea who any of you are <laughs> and not knowing if this is landing or resonating with anyone until I hear from you. So reach out to me. I always love to hear from you. That's it. I will see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, the Kristen experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.